This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Welcome to Thursday's episode. This is going to be a vulnerable episode. I don't know if I would even call it that. I don't know. It's just something that I've never talked about on social media. Um, I used to talk about it a lot and then now I'm, I'm just confused. And I think a lot of people go through these feelings like ups and downs and changing your mind and I don't know. You feel like everyone else knows exactly what they want and what, you know, they like they follow through with whatever they had planned for their family. Um, And you feel like the only one that's confused. But as I've learned with everything else that I talk about with regard to being a mom and motherhood and like being an adult, um, most people are in the same boat and we're all living the same life. It's just people don't really talk about it. So what am I talking about, Renee? Like get to the freaking point. Um, Okay. When, okay, before I was even pregnant, I imagined having two or three kids because I grew up with two siblings. Um, That's just what I envisioned. I never in a million years thought I would just have one kid. It was like at least two. And then I had Milo and I was like, holy shit, this is a lot. And for me, I know everyone has different experiences and everyone thinks different stages of having a baby are difficult or having a child. Um, For me, the newborn stage, like from birth until six months, I would say, I loved that stage. I could still do everything that I wanted to do. Like he wasn't mobile. He slept most of the days we got. Like once you get into a routine, it was lovely. And then once he started to crawl, I was like, oh shit. Because now I was more like handcuffed to him and having to keep an eye on him constantly. And now I couldn't get things done during the day that I wanted to do. And during maternity leave, which I was lucky enough to be in a PhD program that had a 12-month maternity leave option, mentally I was like, okay, this is 12 months that I'm only focusing on being a mom. And that was fine. Like I was mentally prepared for those 12 months. My husband's self-employed. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but physicians are self-employed, so he doesn't get a paternity leave. Um, So it was really just me. Like I had Milo on Friday. My husband was working Monday. So anywho, which is crazy if you think about women who are self-employed, like female physicians, if you take time off work when you have a baby, you're just not getting paid. 
which is wild. So, for example, when I worked at a children's hospital, a lot of the female physicians that I was working with would have kids and literally take like a month off, which is wild. And I know in the U.S., maternity leave, like it's such a problem there. And I just can't wrap my head around how in 2022 in our society, which, you know, we talk all about how like children and like it's so important and but yet our policies and how we live our lives is the opposite. Anywho, okay, I'm not that's not the topic of this episode. So once Milo was about six months and like nap, like serious nap schedules became a thing and he was crawling and putting things in his mouth and it was just, I found that stage like from six months till, I don't know, maybe just recently actually, like till maybe six months ago, like so maybe three years old to be difficult and yeah. So that's that. Now, in postpartum recovery, I was like, nope, never doing this again. Not a chance because I was not expecting the postpartum recovery to be so difficult, like the physical pain and like emotional. And I I was just was not expecting that. And I did not have like significant tearing or trauma to my nether regions. So I can just imagine what some people go through and yet they still decide to have multiple more children. Like, I don't know. When I was in early postpartum, it was like not having another child. No way am I doing this again. This is crazy. So then fast forward a little while, I was like, I could see why people would have multiple children and, but I was still like, no, My husband was dead set on only having one. Um, He's an only child himself. So he was fine with that. He was like, I don't want to go through this again. Now, keep in mind, my husband was extremely hands-on. He slept with the monitor every night. He did most of the nighttime wakings, like once Milo was not breastfeeding anymore and he was getting formula. So like, My husband, obviously that was really difficult for him as well to, you know, be up multiple times in the night and we never did sleep training with Milo till he was 11 months old. So it was a long stretch of, you know, having little sleep and yeah. So he was like, no, do not want to do that again. And just, I think he focuses a lot on, like, it's difficult to do things with kids to go out for dinner. Like our lives completely changed. So I get it. We can't just like go to the movies, go out for dinner, especially over the last couple of years. It's been so different because it's not like we have a regular babysitter that we can call to go like for dinner, go to the movies. We like we're stuck in a house. So I think that has also kind of skewed or like scared him into having more because the last few years were not representative of what most people's lives are like when they have children. Anyways, I've been dead set on having one child for a long ass time. I, especially once Milo started daycare, I started, like I finished my school stuff. I started the mom room stuff, like doing social media. 
And I had a lot of freedom to do that stuff. So I was loving that. And I'm like, if I were to have another baby, like this would all go away. And again, I would, because my husband's job is so, it's like that is the the thing that comes first in our family, which is so irritating and difficult to deal with in and of itself. So if we did, like in my mind, I'm always playing like, okay, if we literally putting myself in my shoes, if I were to have another baby, because um, obviously it enters my mind and I see the the positives that it could bring, but I also ruminate on the negatives that it could bring. So I'm like stuck in this middle ground. Um, but yeah, so when I actually think about myself, okay, imagine we had a second baby, it's mostly going to fall on me with regard to it is going to affect my ability to like build this podcast and build my social media platforms. I would love to write a book and I have all these like hopes and dreams. And if we were to have a second child, that's gonna affect that for me. So I don't know if you call that selfish. I don't think it is. It's just I'm considering like my wants and needs in life as well. But here's where I get irritated. It's like, let's assume everything went well. Because sometimes I consider having a second child and my mind goes to terrible things. Like, what if they have like a terrible, like chronic condition that like requires all this intensive medical treatment? Like our entire lives could be turned upside down like mine, my husband, and Milo, like that would obviously affect Milo as well. Now, I'm not saying like in the grand scheme of things, it's terrible and we're not going to love this child and they're obviously going to be like such an important part of the family and we will all like learn things and be better people for having that experience. But still, like when I think about the life that I have right now and the, the fact that having a second child poses this risk of our lives being turned upside down for whatever reason. Even having a healthy baby and like a healthy pregnancy and labor and delivery, you know, something can happen to me in labor and delivery. Like it's, I never thought of it before when I didn't have any kids, but I think once you become a mom, you're bombarded with social media and, you know, news and you're you read things and talk to people who have all these traumatic and terrible experiences and you're like, oh shit, like if I were to do this again, that is a possibility. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume 
consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner... I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals, so you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding, and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon Plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. I don't know, like it's back and forth. And then I see people who have multiple children and everybody's like healthy and thriving and 
So it's weird. It's like a mind fuck because I'm constantly thinking of both sides and then I'm just stuck in the middle, unsure of what to think. And so, yeah, it's it's hard. And I think about it a lot. And even the other day I was getting my hair done and my hairdresser and I were talking about it because, of course, you tell your hairdresser everything. Hairstylist? I always say hairdresser, but I feel like that's a term from like the 1990s and nobody uses that anymore. So I'm just going to say hairstylist. So we were talking and she was like, she does um, um, Sarah Landry's hair as well. And like seeing Sarah have Lemmy and how she's still able to like do her career, which is like the podcast and the social media stuff and do it well and also be this incredible mother. And, you know, she has a nanny now. She has an assistant. Looking at that is like, oh, wow, like maybe, you know, oftentimes I look at Sarah with Lemmy and I'm like, yeah, I could do that. And I could have a second and just get more help than I did with Milo because with Milo I wasn't doing what I'm doing right now and I didn't you know have this desire to be working and pursuing my dreams obviously I wanted to finish my PhD but I knew that wasn't going to be that big of a deal because I was almost finished when I went on maternity leave so I never had this career that was already going or these goals and whatever. So now I'm in that position and sometimes I feel like if I had a second, you know, for the first year to three, four, five years, it's going to be really hard and I'm going to be torn between like, Frig, I have this baby, but I want to do all my stuff because I'm super like goal oriented and driven and I thrive on like creating stuff and yeah, like which is what I do. And like, to be honest, I look forward to Monday morning because I've had a weekend with my husband, with Milo, and I am just ready to like, okay, get back to work, like get in my office, drink my freaking athletic greens and start doing stuff like I love it. (sighs) But I know that people can have multiple children and still do that. So I don't know. It's hard because, yeah, my hairstylist, like she was like, yeah, you could just do like Sarah, like get more help, like have a nanny in September. Milo starts school. And this is crazy. I've never told anybody this, like these all this like thought process. Obviously, I talked to my husband about it, but I think the only person I've told is my sister and my hairstylist because I have so, I've almost been like a poster child for like, oh, one and done and being so certain that you only want one, that I only wanted one child because I was super certain. Like I still, there's some days where I'm like, no, yeah, just for sure one. But then I'm like, Renee, are you saying just one because you are focusing solely on the first one to five, one to four, one to three years of a second child's life and how difficult that will be and how demanding it will be on you and like your ability to continue doing what you want to do, like with the podcast and social media stuff. Or like if you look at it 
in more of like a macro perspective, like lifetime, you know, when our children are teenagers or adults and coming over to visit us when we're older and them having kids. And like when I think of it from that perspective, then I'm like, oh yeah, I would love to have a second child. It's so hard. And I remember when I was talking about this topic, someone DM'd me saying that they were in therapy to actually like tease out whether or not they wanted to have another child. And I was like, wow, that's intense. But I can see why someone would do that. And I think on the outside, it just appears that people know how many kids they want to have. They know exactly what they want to do. And then they do that. But not a lot of people talk about the struggle of like, oh my God, having a child is so much and it's so life-changing and so much work and like it's confusing. Do I want to do that again? Will it be like an amazing experience? Will it completely turn our lives upside down? Like you don't know. So anyways, it's really, it's hard to, you know, think about this stuff. And also like I'm 37 So time's ticking, like how long can you wait to make a decision? Um, You don't want your kids to be like super far apart in age or maybe you do. Maybe like there's probably pros and cons to every situation, right? So anyways, this is um, a struggle that I'm dealing with. I don't really talk about it. Well, actually, I have never talked about it, but I thought for this podcast, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit and like vomit out my thoughts about this and how friggin' confused I am and like I have talked to my husband before about it and obviously it was a huge shock to him as well because we were so like on the same page with yeah no we just want one kid um and then you know also what happens in that situation where you're in a relationship you're married you have one child and one person wants a second one and the other one doesn't How do people resolve that? And the difficult thing is, like, he is happy with one. So the difficult thing now is, do you just have one, but then the person who wanted a second child ends up resenting their partner because they didn't have a second child and they wish that they did? Like, am I going to be 45 and pissed off and regretting not having a second child um, and place that blame on my husband because he was not like gung-ho about it because sometimes I think like if I were to bring this up to my husband and he was like oh yeah like let's do it for sure then I would but the fact that he is on the fence and not well probably not even on the fence I just don't think that he wants a second child I will probably blame him if I end up, you know, years from now regretting not having a second child. So that is difficult as well because, and who knows, maybe I will be 45 and I'll be like, oh, like, you know, I really like how our life is and, you know, I think it was a good decision to not have a second and I have no regrets. You don't know which way it's going to go. 
<sighs> Anyways, it's a lot. And sometimes I think, you know, if we were to have a seven, a second, I always tell my husband, like, we will have to prepare more so. Like, now I am self-employed. I am making really good money. I love what I'm doing. We would have to get more help than we had with Milo, whether that be like, and I know my husband, I feel like he's more, like he's so focused on the first few years that are really difficult with like waking up in the middle of the night and, you know, babies that won't stop crying. And like, he's focused on those early years, which also bothers me because I'm like, no, think about like when we're older and we have like teenagers and then we have like adult children that are in university and uh, but then I also think like oh two kids like now you have two kids that are in extracurricular activities and like scheduling and just how much busier your life is <sighs> so anyways I don't know like sometimes I'm like we both have the most supportive families and we have the financial resources to be able to get help. Like if we wanted a nanny or, you know, the best like daycare or whatever, like, and I still struggle with this decision. And so sometimes I'm like, what's wrong with you, Renee? Like people do it and they have multiple children and it's fine. Uh, but I guess like, you know, you can't compare yourself to other people because what I want and what I envision and things that I'm afraid of and things that I am looking forward to is not the same as somebody else. Like, for example, right now with the podcast, like I just ordered a bunch of equipment to be able to do in-person interviews because I've never been able to do that before because I started this podcast during COVID. So in my mind, I'm like, Oh my God, if we, I told my husband yesterday, I was like, if Stassi was going to come on this podcast, I am flying to LA to do it in person. Like, I hope you know that. And my husband's like, sweet, do it. Um, I was so excited. I'm like, she's starting to do podcasts again. Like, what if she comes on the podcast? Like, I'm going to freak my freak. I am flying to LA if she comes on the podcast. So if I were to have a second baby, I mean, what do I do? Bring the baby with me and my mom? I could probably do that too. My mom would probably be like, sure, let's do it. It's just a lot harder. It's a lot more logistics to work out. <sighs> so anyways, this is, uh, these are my thoughts. And I wanted to just like word vomit it into a podcast episode. So if you can relate, let me know. And, uh, or if you were in this predicament and you figured it out and you were like, oh, I felt like that and here's how I like looked at it to figure it out. Or I went to therapy and this is what the therapist said. Or I wanted to have a second child and my husband did it and this is how we worked it out. Let me know. So that's where I'm at, guys. Um, Just struggling. Also, my sister's going to give birth like any week now and I'm going to see her baby and be like, ugh. I want a baby now. You know, sometimes I look at old, I make a lot of content where I go through old videos and pictures of Milo and I'm like, holy shit, how can we not have a second? Like, look how freaking cute he is. And now that Milo's like a little person, he has a, 
like the most amazing personality and he's so funny and he's so goofy. I'm like, I want a second one of you. Like, look at how amazing our little child is. Oh my God, guys, it's so hard. So yeah, that's that on that. Um, Thanks for listening to my inner random, not random, very thought out thoughts that I never, it's not like I sat down and wrote a blog post and organized all my thoughts. I just like ruminate about this all the time. And sometimes I'm driving in my car and I'm like, yeah, I can picture a newborn in the back, like, you know, after dropping Milo off at school or whatever. And then other days I'm like, oh shit, no, like not at all. So what do you do, you know? Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Um... I am going to start doing some mom chats with listeners because I put out an Instagram story and clearly people are very excited about that. Oh my God, everybody wants to have a mom chat. So look forward to those episodes. I don't know when they'll be out, but coming soon. And yeah, if you haven't already, please rate, review and subscribe or follow the podcast on whatever platform you are listening to me on. So that's it for now. And I hope your children sleep tonight. Oh, 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 oh